This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Teachers Talk Radio with me, Holly Kingmand, on the Thursday morning break. I am so excited to share today's conversation with you. We are talking about the comedy of education with the inimitable Mrs. Smith. So, grab a cuppa, possibly a panty liner if you're prone to accidents when giggling. This is Teachers Talk Radio and and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. So it's Thursday, the 19th of January. Uh, We've had a few days since Blue Monday, which has been disproven as scientifically the bluest day of the year. Um, And I'm going to try and add to that today. I'm going to try and take away from the blues you might be feeling at this stage in January um, with a really quite warm and brilliant conversation with one of the most promising and upcoming teacher comedians. Although I've been asking myself, are they teacher comedians or comedic teachers? What do we call this brand of teacher that's funny? that shares their comedy on social media or or in other ways with stand-up. Of course, there's a number of uh, quite popular well and famous, well-known comedians, Ramis Ranganathan, for example, um, that have taken the sidestep, <laughs> sidestep I say, not a forward step, sidestep from teaching into comedy. Um, but today we are talking to Mrs Smith. Before we get on to the conversation with Mrs Smith, though, uh, how are you all feeling? Are you going to be striking in your schools? What's the feeling? You can share your thoughts with me. If you're listening live on Podbean, then you can uh, comment or send me a message directly into the digital studio, or you can join the conversation on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. You can find us by looking up Teachers Talk Radio Official. Now, I've got some really interesting shows lined up over the next few weeks, and then that might be the last you hear of me for a short while. Some of you may know that I'm uh, almost eight and a half months pregnant, which is why I sound so breathy, (laughs) because I haven't got much space for breathing these days. Um, But uh, slightly on topic, I suppose, next week I will be talking about breastfeeding teachers and how that can be managed in your workplace how other breastfeeding teachers have coped with that and what your union will be able to do to support you if you don't feel like you're getting the support from your SLT in school, which I hope you all are. Um, And then after that, we'll have a World Book Day themed conversation, no doubt. Obviously, with English being my specialism, it's like Christmas. I absolutely love World Book Day. I cannot wait. Um, (laughs) So we have got some great shows lined up over the next few weeks with me. Lots more from the rest of the Teachers Talk Radio team. You can find out about all of the great shows and Twitter spaces that we're hosting over the next few weeks by following us on social media. As I said, that's Teachers Talk Radio official over on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. So 
What's the funniest teaching joke you've ever heard? I want to hear it. Uh, after we've had this conversation with Mrs. Smith, I will be sharing the best ones that you've come up with. And uh, yeah, you can share that in the uh, comments on Podbean or of course over on social media or you can find me at Holly's underscore classroom if you're on Instagram or at Holly's classroom if you're on Twitter or Holly Kingmand Holly's classroom over on Facebook. Let me know what your funniest teaching jokes are and we'll have a good old giggle at the end of the show. And I'm absolutely thrilled now to welcome, um, I feel a little bit starstruck actually, uh, Mrs. Smith to Teachers Talk Radio. So Mrs. Smith, um, comedy, teacher comedy extraordinaire, welcome to Teachers Talk Radio. Um, thank you very much. It's nice to be here. It's nice <laughs> to be asked. Uh, so look, we, we all want to know all the ins and outs and all the details um, because your anonymity is a, a, a very well-regarded secret. So um, why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about what sort of teacher you are, the phase, sort of where you are geographically and, and, and whatever you are prepared to tell us about Mrs Smith. Okay. Um, and it, I mean, it's fairly obvious, probably from my accent, that I'm I'm not from the north of England. So I'm I'm down in the sort of below the Thames, should we say? Okay. But the Thames does go a, a sort of a whole direction, different route across <laughs> the, um, the the UK. So that's fine. Um, I have taught everything from nursery to year six. Oh wow! So, so I'm I'm a primary school teacher. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that because, you know, primary school teachers can teach anything. So it could be I may be in one year group at the moment, but I could be in another year group you know, next year or the year after. So, yes, I, I'm a primary school teacher and I've been doing it for a very long time. I think almost every single member of staff in the school, apart from I could be their mum. That's I, thought you, old. <laughs> I um, thought you were going to say know. almost every member of staff in the school. I taught them. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm not quite there. Not, not quite that old. No. <laughs> um. Do you have a preference? Is there a year group that you just love teaching? Sorry, I missed that because my internet played up. Why no did problem. I? I said, do you have a preference? Is there a year group that you you just love? I mean, because you've taught such a, a broad range of year groups. I, I love the the class I'm teaching at the moment. So okay. whichever class I happen to be teaching, that's where I really enjoy being. I think. Okay, so you're an <laughs> yeah. in the moment teacher. Yeah, I think so. And also you have to get into it with your class. So you have to thoroughly enjoy whatever it is you're doing with them. So it doesn't really matter to me whether I'm teaching um, year three, four, five, six, one reception. That's what I would do. I would have to say, though, I haven't taught early years for a long time. So whilst I could do it, I feel de-skilled about certain things that I will be teaching in the early years. I'd certainly have to do an awful lot of, I could probably walk into a Keystone or a Keystone, well, I can walk into a Keystone or a Keystone 2 class, read the plans, pick it up and go. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Whereas I think if, if I was going to do that in early years, I would really have to get my head around it because I would want to make sure I was doing it as well as I possibly could. I wasn't going to be able to wing it really. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And actually, from um, following a lot of your content on social media, um, I can imagine a whole new range of hilarious 
tales <laughs> if you were to go into early years. So maybe if that happens further down the line, that might be yeah, yeah. might be a new source of um, content for you. Um, so you you do have it, it's very well known that you are very careful about your anonymity I think all we've ever seen on social media is your hand usually clasping a glass of something yes um why is that anonymity so important to you um I think I think partly because sometimes I say things that other people feel they can't say but things that need to be said and um I think there's I I think it needs to be said but I don't want people to necessarily attribute it to me as the person I think it, it I thought I feel that it's got to be attributed to everybody because it seems to belong to everybody but also I think people could get the wrong end of the stick about me and I think they think I've tried really I absolutely am never ever making the children the butt of the joke that's not the, the idea at all the children are not Sometimes what they say is funny, but I'm not laughing at them. I'm laughing at the situation that they then made me think about because they haven't been doing it on purpose to be funny. Um, uh, so I think I don't wouldn't want people to misunderstand that. And then to, yeah, I just think it's much easier to say some of the things I want to say without people attaching them to me. Yeah, and I, and I think that's, I hadn't given much thought to that, but I think it's a really nice concept that um, the funny things that you say and some of the sort of professional commentary that you make about teaching, um, it's the voice of a teacher rather yeah. than specifically your voice, because yeah. a lot of the things you say, Absolutely. we all... It's not, it's definitely... Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely isn't it's it's really odd and it, it sounds really sort of up for myself but I I don't think of Mrs Smith Mrs Smith is me but on steroids so okay. Mrs. <laughs> is a completely third person she I, I would refer to her in the third person you know Mrs Smith might you know and and it really is not me she's a distillation of everybody I've worked with taught uh, met in meetings, gone to inset with all of those things. There are elements of me, but with them attached, if you know what I mean. Well, so it's almost like a shapeshifter character across everyone you've come across professionally. So, yeah, it's the voice yeah. of of the the teaching profession, I suppose. Oh, yeah. I mean, if if you want to say it like that, I yeah. never, ever, ever <laughs> suggest that it was. But yes, I mean, you could say she's she is, you know, well, I think someone very poorly described as a bog standard class teacher absolutely that that <laughs> awful phrase but it, it fits really I think yeah and, and and maybe that's why uh some of your content is so popular because I think so many of us um, and it's evident from the huge numbers that you have following liking commenting on your posts on social media so many of us see and hear ourselves in you know the stories you tell the jokes you make when you're talking about the full moon or if it's a windy day or you know Friday going to the pub and you know all of those things we all feel yeah. those things too they they we really yeah. do understand that um so how did Mrs Smith start and, and why why did you do it um 
I, I like to, I just like to sort of write and um, I'm, I think I'm fairly funny. I've got sort of fairly funny bones. I, quite, I, I'm t I tell a good story. And I think that's partly to do with being um, a primary school teacher. You know, you can tell a good story and be quite a good sort of raconteur. Um, mostly to get out of a hole during sort of a meeting or, you know, trying to keep <laughs> the children sort of amused and you tell a story. Um, and then I started to sort of to tell stories about school or things that had happened in class and I realized that I could actually make people giggle probably when you know we're in a staff meeting you shouldn't do but I could do that so um and I've also sort of written variously in the past um you know just sort of for myself so I thought you know the old sort of thing story of well you know why don't I write it down what could I do with it so I decided that that's what I would do I would write down um sort of little vignette stories and I just wrote them in a notebook and I, I passed them around to people to read them and they laughed and thought it was quite funny. And, and I thought, well, so what could I do with this that's not going to keep it in a notebook in a drawer? That's not going to get me the sack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not going to, you know, bring uh, teaching into disrepute because absolutely it's the best thing. I, I, I mean, I love it. It's my, you know, my job, my life, and I wouldn't change it for anything else. Um, so what could I do? So I decided that actually what I would do was there was a crossover between sort of people blogging and then moving into sort of other social medias and I'm neither interested nor old nor young enough to, to do TikTok or anything else and I couldn't do anything that was visual I couldn't do anything that was going to put me, me be, I mean heaven forbid behind a, a video camera or you know my phone or you know sitting in my kitchen doing um, anything like that so it had to be written and the place that I put it you know because you know as my kids would say it's where all the old people go is Facebook on Facebook so <laughs> I, I, I wrote them on Facebook and did them like that um, and one post and, and I, I, I put them on there and made sure that you know people couldn't track back to me and, and all of that and one post I wrote went I mean, absolutely viral and completely ballistic. And in this this first school, some holidays, when I wrote it, um, and I think it got some ridiculous number of shares, and 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 you know, um, half a million reads or reach or whatever. So I did that. Wow. And then it sort of steadily gone from there, really. Yeah. I mean, it was it was it probably went viral. Amazing. Yeah, went, and when really. was that? Did you, did you say that was that's about, four, about four years ago? Yeah, about four years ago. So so it's it's gone sort of bonkers since then, really. So that was I started with, I know, three men and a dog and, you know, half the people in the staff room at school. And then it went from there to currently over 45,000 followers. Incredible. I, I think I've been following you for about so, yeah, six months on social media. And um, I, I feel like every few weeks you're like, oh, I've I've now hit thirty thousand. Oh, I've <laughs> now hit forty thousand. Yeah, it seems like your 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 uh, reach and your figures are rising exponentially at the moment. Yeah, I think I think it is because I think I and I I don't think I don't actually think that's a huge amount to do with me particularly. I think it's a lot to do with people discovering Mrs Smith and actually it being <sighs> it's a thing. <laughs> Teaching can be a really lonely profession, even though we're with, we're with people all day long. And I think that people suddenly look at, we'll read a post and say, oh, that could be me, or that could be my friend, or, oh, I felt like that today. 
oh thank goodness it's not only me and i think we move along in that direction so i don't, I don't think it's anything to do with me i think it's more to do with mrs smith if that makes sense maybe you're right or maybe i i mean I, maybe you're honing your skills as well you're honing yeah, your yeah. your I, I hate to say brand but you know i mean your 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 style it's, it's quite um distinct i think i think if i read something and i couldn't see who had posted it i think i'd be able to tell if it was mrs smith yeah i think yeah i think yeah. so i mean it's fairly sort of pithy mostly <laughs> <laughs> it's fabulous so for anyone that's listening that hasn't actually uh read any of mrs smith's content you really must get yourself over to facebook and um and look it up and have a good read and you will you will be chuckling along because they really are just uh really honest reflections on the profession without like you say making children the butt of jokes which some um comedy teachers on social media do um yeah. it's not sort of slagging off the profession you know it's 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 very warm I think as well and I think that's why lots of people yeah. it's warm and um resigned to what life as a teacher is like yeah and um, I, I mean it's, it's warm it's... unless you are um Secretary of State for Education who's done something <laughs> utterly utterly ridiculous and then in which <laughs> then you're in trouble aren't you okay <laughs> so I am going to go for your jugular <laughs> And so you should when you when you yeah. have a, a, a mouthpiece and you have that audience, then, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, do you think comedy naturally goes hand in hand with education or do you think you need to dig deep to find those comedy moments? Oh, no, my class is comedy gold, absolute comedy gold. They they give me little nuggets constantly that I couldn't possibly use because they wouldn't be able to pin them down to themselves sales but also I think I think it's that sort of dark humor isn't it I think when you're in it and you're feeling pulled down by it the only thing you can do is laugh about it you know gallows humor is what they call it whilst I don't think schools are necessarily like the gallows there is that feeling that um you know we need to just what can you do but laugh and yeah. it is utterly ridiculous some of the things we're asked to do some of the things that are said to us you know you know you've got I don't know 450 children in in a school and you say to a parent, the parent will say to you they've lost their jumper and you say well and that's it it's blue you think well so are all the other 449 <laughs> in school so could we narrow it down a bit and I don't quite think in their you know in their heads anyone really sort of thinks about that until you have to and but you have to do it with a straight face whereas if other places go what Sure. I, I I think we're we're so desensitized as teachers now that we we sometimes forget how ridiculous and comedy <laughs> so much of working in education really is. Yeah. I mean, or you you know you will say to somebody, um, whose poo is that? When there's one on the carpet, and you know, some you'll you'll say, oh, whose poo is that? And you think, no, I don't need to know who it belongs to. I just need it not to be there. So you know. It's, it, you just it's just daft I think so a lot think of parents can empathize with um a lot of the the comedy moments that yeah. that we that we experience as teachers and I I mean I I'm secondary trained now sort of teaching the um middle school years but um sometimes I I find myself I say something to my children and I think my goodness I never thought I would I mean I, a few weeks back I said to one of my daughters they they are five and under so they are very little. Um, do not put that rhinoceros in your vagina. 
and I did something <laughs> afterwards. Is this really where I thought my life as a parent would go? Um, and I think teaching is like that, isn't it? You end yeah. up you know, with these moments that you just think, my goodness, how did how did we get here? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just remember, I do actually, when I was learning to be a teacher, so I was, yeah, it was a very long time ago, and we had to do an Easter production. And there were three boys sitting in a cardboard boat on a stage deciding uh, you know they were fishers of men and they were they were they were fighting over something or other and I remember one teacher bellowing from the back of the class would Jesus have been behaving been like that <laughs> I actually do you know what that's a really tricky question for a nine-year-old <laughs> yeah. um so why don't you tell us about one of your funniest moments you've had in the classroom I'm sure there are hundreds to pick from Oh, do you know what they're all? Oh, um, let me have a think. Oh no, no, I actually have I have got one. The when um there was a it was when I was teaching year three. So I had a child who was sitting at their table and they were sitting very quietly, which was quite unusual for them. And after all, I sort of went over and I noticed that what they had what they were doing was they built a little maze out of pencils for a worm that was crawling around on their table. <laughs> and I said well, oh, I think that worm needs to go outside because it's going to be missing its friends. And it look, she, this child looked at me and said, no, no, it's all right. His friends are in my drawer. <laughs> so we then had to go to the, to the drawer and get out, I mean, you know, another snail and a couple more worms. And the, I think most things were alive by the time we got outside. But you still think, well, all right, but how long had they been in? I didn't actually ask that question. When it's probably you... best not to know. No. So, so yeah, that, that that's the kind of thing that that really you think, oh, yeah. And do you, I, I I expect you have a really good chuckle with your support staff in the classroom about what's going on. Yeah, and and what well, in the class? Yeah, absolutely. And some some of them who who know what I do will say, I think that's a Mrs. Smith moment. And you can <laughs> say, mm, I think it might be <laughs> at some time in the future. So, yeah. Have you ever had a, a teaching assistant or, um, or or somebody in your class that you couldn't really work with because you both made each other laugh? Because I um, I don't know if she'll be listening to this. And I, I, a colleague of mine, Anne-Marie, um, a few years back, um, we just really couldn't get the job done because we just found the students and what we were doing and everything so funny. We bounced off each other a bit too well. Yeah. Um, have you had any colleagues like that that you've just I've, really brought out the best in each other's comedy? Yeah, there there are some who I know that we're just gonna we're <clears throat> gonna stick, or we don't dare catch each other's eye. But we can, we can always manage just to hold it together because. Do you know, sometimes if you give an inch, those children will take a mile. So you've actually got to be really quite on top of it. Yeah. Certainly some of the cohorts that I've taught in the past. So yeah, I can we can probably manage to hold it together, probably until break time, and then we just have to. Although I, I have to say, <laughs> oh, I did have to read Enid, read Enid Blyton once, and it was in the dark of the dungeon, and put her hand on Dick's. At which point. <laughs> I I thought I was about to go. 
a member of staff actually went into the cupboard because they didn't know what to do about it and we that that was you know one of the low points <laughs> possibly i think i've had a really similar moment actually with uh, my colleague Anne marie um teaching a christmas carol to year seven and um one of the ghosts says touch my robe and um we just had to not look at each other <laughs> like, and I, I haven't worked with her for years but we live quite quite close and sometimes if I see her in the street and I'm driving along I'll wind my window down and say touch my robe and then you just see her falling about <laughs> in the street laughing and everyone looking at her like oh my goodness what's going on with that poor woman um so you let, let's talk about your awards because I mean, for, for starters, I noticed the teacher toolkit had picked you as the number one um, funny teacher on social media. That was back really? in, in June. Yes. Oh, did they? No, I didn't yes. know about that. Yeah, they, there was, it was a blog post and it was um, funny teachers you should follow on social media. And I fully oh, expected well. to see Tommy TikTok in there, who I interviewed mm -hmm. on Teachers Talk Radio um, uh, months back. Um, but no, you were right at the very top, Mrs. Oh, Smith. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I, didn't know, I, I didn't know about that. You have to Google yourself more often. I will. I, I, I do will. it every I, now and then. At least you now know that I don't Google myself. <laughs> um, but what I did, uh, of course, know from following you on social media is that you were nominated for a Funny Women Award. So um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Content Creator Award, which was which was fantastic. I mean, I did ask people if they'd like to nominate me. And so I didn't, and I didn't nominate myself. Um, and people did. And actually, it was really interesting that at the event, to find out that, I mean, I didn't win. And, and that, that's fine. I was up against people who have millions of followers. So the odds of that happening are really slim. But it was really nice to have a, an evening out in a theatre of an evening um that wasn't anything to do with education it was really quite a nice thing to do um but actually they they did say that there were lots of engagement so it was really nice and and that all those people who bothered to vote for mrs smith actually did it and and i don't share dna with all of them so it was really quite nice you know but yeah i'll, I'll, I'll bet so um i mean i suppose your your colleagues at school must have been really excited and and yeah. proud of you for that as yeah. well well i hope they were proud of me yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they were they must have been um so it's no secret to them that you're mrs smith I mean, yeah I mean, i'm sure i'm sure I, th I mean i think i think i think yeah i mean i, I think i think it's as bonkers as i do that that actually people find me funny you know i find me funny but just because i find me funny and laugh at what i think is funny doesn't mean that anyone else is necessarily going to laugh at what i find funny i think people I, I i'm less surprised that people get cross about the things i get cross about but I try and make it so that we can laugh about it at the same time, or at least make whoever it is that we're laughing at the butt of the joke. Because yeah. it's their absurdities, I think, sometimes that, that that need sort of pointing out. Bubbles need to be burst. I think that I yeah. think we all do so find nice. that that side of it funny. And, and, and I'm not surprised one little bit that people nominated you and supported you for that um, for that nomination um so do you follow any other teacher comedians or comedic teachers i don't know what what do, what do we call your category i don't know edutainment edutainment 
entertainment, probably, is some <laughs> awful phrase. What are they going to call it? Um, who, who do I follow? Um, I, well, I follow I follow Mr. P. So yeah. I, I follow Mr. P. Um, do you know what? I, I actually don't. If I'm going to read anything or watch anything, it tends to be the TES or <laughs> stuff like that. It tends to be sort of more the actual or you know or i'll i'll watch the twitter wars because edu twitter is 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 always an interesting oh, place yes. because it, <laughs> you know it, it absolutely it's it it's, it's like watching um the playground on a windy day you know something is about to happen on edu twitter so i tend to follow lots of people on there and watch them kick off but i don't actually join in um so um, that's not comedy, but it has the potential to be. So that's that's really where I am. I suppose yeah, you could draw well. on that for from you know for some of your own content, some of your own ideas. Oh, ab absolutely. Although I have to say, some people are extraordinarily um, obvious as to who they would be, either by what they said or the way they behave or the views they hold. So perhaps I'm better off. Yeah. <laughs> of not. <laughs> so I don't want to be done for uh, anything uh, libelous, really. Great. Um, I've recently started following um, the unofficial teacher's manual and um, it's a gentleman, it's a combination of memes and very short posts and videos. Um, but I, I think as teachers, we all like a little bit of teacher comedy. And of course, I follow uh, Mr. P. And um, if you've heard of um, James Partridge, who it's it's not comedy although some of it will take you back to comedy moments of your own school days um but James Partridge does the assembly bangers yes I've I have seen this yeah and uh, the Christmas bangers no I, I have watched lots and lots of those actually the other people I do is people like the fake head teacher and SLT yes. newbie on on Twitter I follow them because I think they're, they're in the very similar veins they're the same sort of yeah tongue-in-cheek sarcastic humor that that I quite like yeah yeah definitely in the in, a, in the same sort of vein yeah. yeah um how important do you think comedy is for teachers I missed that completely because my, my oh. internet was <laughs> how important is comedy for teachers and I, I'm going to say on a scale of one to ten with ten being the most important thing Oh, I would say probably eight or nine. I right. think it's really, I think it's really important that we are able to to laugh, and 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 in some way that sort of helps you regulate your emotions. I think sometimes when we're at school, especially if you've had um, you want to laugh about it afterwards. You want to laugh with people. That sort of laughter and, and in jokes is what's a part of the glue as well as chat that keeps everybody together. So to be able to giggle about something. It does create a sense of community, doesn't yeah. it, in the staff whether room? Whether it's to do, with, have it's to do with, with school or not, I would much rather go into a staff room where there's lots of laughter than go in a staff room where there isn't, actually. Yeah. And I suppose as well, it goes back to what you were saying about gallows humour and, you know, when there are those dark moments and those difficult days, finding the comedy in what we do, I suppose, helps pull us through yeah. or guide us through those those days. And it, and it lifts your spirits and, and improves your well-being. And I mean, we all I mean, we all like a joke and a giggle, especially if it's slightly grubby. We all like one of those, you know, sort of. <laughs> 
bit of a giggle, don't we? And I think that's what keeps us going. And and actually, if I didn't have that kind of humour within the staff room, I wouldn't listen and pick up and think, oh, do you know what? I could use that or I could add that to something or I could turn that around. And, you know, there we go. Because I've got a post every day because that's, I've started now. So yeah, I have to do yeah. Yeah, I, mean, you, I can't you, not. You know, do people, people think I'm sort of, there's something the matter with me. So I've got a post every day. So I've got do to you find get, Do you get messages from people saying, you haven't posted in a couple of days, are you okay? Because I well, we've no, got a similar actually, we've got a similar number of uh, Facebook followers. And um if I don't post for a week, everyone knows I've got very small children, but yeah. if I don't post for a week or so, I do get some messages going, just checking in. We haven't heard anything from you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I get um I, d- I well I post every day. I mean every single day. So three, six, five, every single day. And that wow. that's partly I started with but it doesn't can only be a, it just has to be a line it doesn't have to be masses um that was that's actually to exercise my writing muscle that was no other reason than than to make sure that i was keeping on keeping on but then you know you've got to be funny haven't you which is a bit of a pressure which is then i sometimes i'm not funny sometimes i'm quite serious about things um especially about sort of um SEND and people's health and well-being and government idiots you know those sorts of things I'm I will talk about but I need, need to find something to talk about every single day and and in when, school there will always be something when you do talk about things serious too. things um I I think it does make your audience sit up and listen because we're so used to the comedy and then when the comedy's not there we, we sort of oh my goodness what okay this is this is important this is serious yes um so I suppose as well you've created a great platform for raising awareness and you know for a range of topics that are really important to you and your perspective on things and and I I try not I try not to be I try to be sort of fairly all-encompassing because I could actually pick things that are really very important to me but actually aren't that important to everybody else but I think I tend to choose things that I think are, are important to the whole of education and school staff and things that will be important to them. And sometimes things that are not actually said out loud or not often said out loud, but that need to be said out loud. Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, and I think that's why we all love Mrs Smith so much. Uh, so what's next for Mrs Smith? Where do you go now? Well, I don't know, really. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm going to carry on doing Mrs. Smith, you know, until I retire. And then, well, I don't know. I might have to do something about living in an old people's home. I mean, I, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's, that's where I am. Have you been approached for a book yet? Um, I Ish. All right. So, yes, I've got something written. Um, I'm, I've got some really I've, I've had I had a really, really, really interesting email recently. But I've got to wait and see what's going to come of that. I did a stand-up course not to do anything other than just because I fancy doing it. Um, and I can't do that because of, you know, anonymity and everything else. But I'm, I might quite like to do, I don't know, I don't do some, I, I'm just going to carry on do some writing. But definitely I've got some some stuff for books done. Yeah. I'm just going to wait and see what happens. So I'm not going to... I'm not going to spoil anything by saying something that then may not happen, but I hope different things will happen. I'm carrying. I'm happy to carry on, keeping on, keeping on. Yeah, it's uh, 
yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, stuff might happen. I think these things evolve, and I think when you attract such a, a, a wide audience, yeah, um, you know, someone somewhere wants to cash in on that. Yeah, <laughs> on your yeah. So, I, you I mean, know, this, this... people, I, I, I would would have been really surprised if you said, "Oh, no one's approached me for a book." Um, even if it was no, just actually, a book you know of what? like all of your content, I mean, that would like I, that would be a, a great read. A little bit like no the, one has um, approached me for a book. Why not? Who's if anyone's well, I, you this. know, I, absolutely, I would say <laughs> why not, but no one has. And I, but I think, I think because actually, when you come to do books and everything else, sometimes the persona that's attached to them is what sells it. And and if she's anonymous and if she's not real. I then it's hard you know, to it's, it's yeah. more difficult isn't it well fake your teacher has done it or is it slt yeah. newbie one of them has got a, a book out mm. Mm. just put it just put some yeah. thoughts out there i obviously i mean also <laughs> do you know i have no idea i don't know anybody i've been i've been in education for over 30 years so education is what i know so i could probably you know know someone who knows someone to get some cheap frit sticks i have no idea who i would talk to in the publishing industry or anything Maybe someone listening to this. I mean, I know I I, I, I uh, tagged you in a few things months back saying I think you'd be a great host on um, Teachers Talk Radio um, and SLT Newbie and Fake Head Teacher. And now we actually have um, a brief uh, a briefing once a week from yeah. Fake Head Teacher. But it would really be wonderful to have some content from mrs smith as well i think the comedy element i think is really attractive to people in these yeah in these difficult times yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I like doing radio i mean i i've yeah in in the in a past life i have done some radio but whether not as a presenter but as a you know guested and stuff so yeah well as a guest you've been absolutely fabulous on teachers talk radio and it's been so nice to hear <laughs> I, love, I love doing it <laughs> well you can tell because it, you know it's 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 been I've enjoyed yeah. interviewing you but I I have no doubt everybody will find this a really really um enjoyable show okay. um and to have sort of found out a little bit more about you and what you do and and, and why you do what you're doing now so thank yeah. you so much for coming right. on to Teachers Talk Radio and um this I'm sure is obviously not the end of of Mrs Smith on Teachers Talk yeah. Radio I might get you back for for some other um comedy inspired something rather further down the line um and we'll look at we'll look out for that book mrs smith well i mean let, let's not let's not spoil it but yeah i mean i hope that something will come of this very interesting email that i recently had of course it may not but fingers crossed we'll, we'll have everything crossed with you yeah thank you so much for coming on the show it's a pleasure absolute pleasure this show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, a leading publisher of books, directories, educational guides and magazines specifically aimed at forward-thinking schools in the UK and beyond. Have you checked out their latest releases? Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading! This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. Strike action dominates the news again, with a range of outlets reporting on disputes across England, Wales and Scotland. 
whilst the NASUWT union reported 9 out of 10 teachers who voted in a ballot overpay voted in favour of strike action in England and Wales, the union also reported only a 42% turnout. This is below the threshold needed for lawful strike action. The union stated that whilst a strike would now not go ahead, the union remains in formal dispute with the government. The NEU is yet to release the results of its ballot and will also need to reach the 50% member turnout needed for lawful industrial action. In Scotland, the Scottish Secondary Teachers Association has warned of further strike action following walkouts by primary and secondary staff. It says it has no option unless the Scottish Government puts forward a suitable pay offer. The EIS Union and Scottish NASUWT members also aim to continue with strike action until an agreement is reached. Scottish Education Secretary Shirley-Anne Somerville maintains that the demand for a 10% pay rise continues to be unaffordable. Meanwhile, the University and College Union has announced 15 new strike days planned across 150 UK universities in February and March. It has said that a pay offer worth between 4 and 5% made during recent talks is not enough, although the group representing university employers says that the offer is actually worth up to 7%. This comes after the government announced that tuition fees in England will be frozen for another two years. Although this is good news for students, the strikes mean more disruption to courses already affected by the pandemic. However, the National Union of Students has been broadly supportive of the industrial action, at least so far. Away from strike action, there have been further stories focusing on what should be taught in schools. This time the focus is on educating pupils in the dangers of social media in spreading messages that are misogynistic and deeply toxic. The HuffPost website reports on Labour MP Alex Davy-Jones who called in Parliament for ministers to do more to stamp out Andrew Tate-style misogyny and to stop boys being brainwashed. The MP asked what was being done to tackle radicalisation of young men. But PM Rishi Sunak responded that he was proud that this government launched the world-leading, world-first online safety bill. He also made reference to the autumn statement announcement of £2 billion of extra funding to schools. Although he did not respond with any direct reference to Tate, the online safety bill is expected to complete its final stages in the Commons shortly, before heading to the House of Lords. New figures released recently show that school absences in December were almost double the annual rate and that this was due to illness. The absence rate, as reported in the Evening Standard, was 14.3% across state schools in the week beginning December the 12th, an increase from 7.8% across the year. The Department for Education in England said the increase was due to a rise in sick days as a result of winter illnesses such as flu, as well as COVID-19 and strep A infections such as scarlet fever. In the Channel Island of Jersey, BBC News reports that the government has brought in 11 UK supply teachers to cover for absent staff. The short-term and long-term measures have been put in place due to staffing shortages and the supply teachers will cover for up to two terms. Short-term housing has been organised for those travelling to the island. The Jersey government said the current vacancy rate for Jersey was 4.3%, but that the long-term plan was to train, recruit, retain and upskill school staff. Finally, 
The Meanwhile in the Middle East section of the CNN website reports on the United Arab Emirates' plan to become the first Arab nation to teach about the Holocaust in its schools. The move has been praised by some and criticised by others. The nation revealed its plans in a recent tweet and intends to include Holocaust education in both primary and secondary schools. The UAE says it will work with Tel Aviv and Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Memorial Museum in Jerusalem, to help build the new curriculum. Whilst many see the move as part of the normalisation of relations with Israel, critics suggest that it does not reflect all of those living in the UAE, with many disagreeing with this policy. Full details of the story can be found on the CNN website, with comments on both sides explored in detail. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, let's start the new year with investigating the power of artificial intelligence in education. A lot of people are asking, does your school block chat GPT? First of all, what is it? Chat Generative Pre-trained Transformer, or GPT for short, is a piece of software designed to mimic talking to a person. The difference is, this person is super clever, and it's been trained by thousands of conversations in the past, and it remembers them all. There are lots of chatbots out there. GPT is popular with young people as the answers it gives are not only correct, but can be slightly different each time, so it's more difficult for a teacher to spot a copy and paste homework. Let's put it to the test with a couple of school questions. I'm using a screen reader to represent ChatGPT to give it a voice. Responses are usually in text and appear as if they're being typed really quickly. I asked, what are the registers in a processor? And I got... Registers are a type of memory that is built into the central processing unit, CPU, of a computer. They are used to store data and instructions that the CPU needs to access quickly in order to perform its functions. There are different types of registers, each with a specific purpose. For example, the instruction register stores the current instruction that the CPU is executing, while the program counter register stores the address of the next instruction to be executed. I'll stop GPT there as three paragraphs were given in this answer, and it's only a one or two mark question. So I asked, can you tell me in two sentences? And I got... Registers are small, high-speed memory units built into the central processing unit, CPU, of a computer that are used to store data and instructions. They allow the CPU to access and manipulate data and instructions quickly, enabling it to carry out complex tasks at high speeds. Well, thank you, GPT. That's much more to the point. Powerful, right? How about, can you summarise Of Mice and Men? Of Mice and Men is a novella by John Steinbeck, published in 1937. It tells the story of George Milton and Lenny Small, two displaced migrant ranch workers during the Great Depression in California. Despite their apparent differences, the two men are deeply bonded and rely on each other for companionship and support. The novella ends tragically when Lenny, a simple-minded man with a love for soft things, accidentally kills a ranch owner's wife while trying to touch a soft dress, and George is forced to make the difficult decision to euthanize Lenny before he can be punished for the crime. That's fantastic. However, there's some words in there that are quite big, and my teacher would be quite suspicious that I copied and pasted it. So I'll ask, can you summarise Of Mice and Men simply? Of Mice and Men is a story about two ranch workers, George and Lenny, who are travelling together and looking for work during the Great Depression. Lenny is a large, simple-minded man with a love for soft things, and George is his caretaker and protector. Despite their differences, the two men are deeply bonded and rely on each other for companionship and support. However, their relationship is ultimately tested when Lenny accidentally kills a ranch owner's wife, and George is forced to make a difficult decision to protect Lenny from the consequences of his actions. That's more like it. Now my homework's done, I think I just bought myself some more time on my games console. As always, I'd love to hear what you want to know about tech. Let us know at TT Radio Official. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Well, um, I feel like I say this every single time um, I'm on air, but I really do love two-minute tech. Um, 
yeah, I, I think I need to find out a little bit more about this topic and to make sure I'm not being um, hoodwinked by my students. But there you go. Uh, so I did ask you all at the start of the show, um, what is the funniest teaching joke that you've heard? And um, our very own Harry Waters, one of our fabulous hosts, shared with me, uh, the teacher asks, name two pronouns. And the student says, you've all heard this one before, I'm sure. Who? Me? <laughs> but um, I think it's fair to say that Mrs. Smith is probably by far the funniest person that <laughs> that we've heard from in the show today. Uh, so as I was saying at the start of the show, um, I will be having a baby soon. So we've got just a few weeks left of me bringing the Thursday morning break to you. And I'm really looking forward to my show next week, uh, which will be looking at breastfeeding teachers and the support they should expect to receive from their SLT in school, how to make it work, cases where it hasn't worked and how it could have worked um, to enable teachers who want to carry on breastfeeding once they return from maternity leave to be able to do that. So uh, if that's you or if that's someone that you know or someone that you think might benefit from listening to that conversation, then do please um, do please tune in. We do actually have an NEU rep uh, coming along to share some um, of what essentially what your rights are around this topic. So, whew, what a show today. <laughs> I think I need a rest. Um, thank you very much for joining me today. And um, I hope you enjoyed the lighter side of education. And I thoroughly look forward to seeing you all again next week. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.